Welcome to Colney Talk Podcast. Hello, everyone. It's been a while. Hope you're doing well. Welcome back to another episode of Coney Talk Podcast, the Buy Side Show. I'm your host, Alex, first time guest. Happy to have you here. And to my returning listeners, thanks for joining me. On this Buy Side Show, I talk a bit about the Arsenal game and then pick out my top three Arsenal players who I think were great in the game and one player I consider an odd one who just had a poor game or not good enough who just needs to be called out. Arsenal's first Premier League game of the year. The boys had been out for an R&R, hoping they recharged their goal-scoring boots. And so Crystal Palace came to Emirates, and boy, were we in for a delight. Starting with the lineup, Trossard in for Martinelli. It, I was a bit surprised there. And then Zinchenko, who reportedly had been a doubt injury-wise, also started. So that was good. Just like you, I was particularly interested to see how the team played and the little things that mattered on the attack, on the decisions in the box, and a few more things. Obviously, I didn't expect to see all of that in this game, but the clear characteristics of these changes from the Arsenal team was really what we, what at least I was hoping for. Five minutes in, Arsenal were going to deal with 5-4-1 low block setup from Crystal Palace. Nothing new there. I mean, that's how we usually get to, you know, play through some of these formations. And we just had to be creative. It's it's the challenge. Zinchenko just showing his quality with fine passes. Jesus at least having his first attempt with a tough angle to take his first shot in the box. Well, at least that's the first spark to get things going. And then from there... Zinchenko just continued to do so many other, you know, amazing things. A lot of line-breaking passes for Trossard in, inside the box, which led to, interestingly, a lot of, you know, the first corner. Forwarded from there. First, it was Declan Rice taking the corner. Haven't seen that before. Harvard's out on the far side of the box to run in late and so much open space in the middle. And then Big Gabby had the playground all to himself to just had in the first goal. It was a brilliant set piece for sure. I had, I just couldn't imagine, and I know so much credit goes to the, the set piece coach. That got the team and the home crowd revved up. I was so just surprised, excited. I just felt this was something they needed. I could see the confidence growing so much as they drove in the box again and again, and they got another corner. This time, Saka was taking it, and and from it, a couple of luck bounces to the high bar. I mean, high-spirited game as it went on. Arsenal really getting their front foot forward. A lot of positive from them. And they had most of the ball and moved their, moved it around to open up the low block for Trossard and Havers to get in behind. And it was very effective. The mandate, I think, from the team was quick plays. And Raya was the first to really execute that very well he rolled out the ball and in very quick passes Saka was up and running inside and squared it for Jesus but was defended from another corner this was rapid fire fast breaks for the team and that was just amazing and then Big Gabby again first to head in the ball from the corner even though it was far off just showed that there was a very effective pattern to the set piece and how things were given a lot of room for Big Gabby to go in and dominate and it just continued to thrive from those kinds of situations. Crystal Palace 
they did not sit back on their own end. They, they did the most. They couldn't, though they didn't see much of the ball, they pressed and, and that opened up the game a little bit more surprisingly from what I thought would be different. And Jesus kept trying to cause a lot of chaos, which in turn made him a casualty of a lot of offsides. I mean, Palace just had to deal with him in different situations, but I guess it really backfired for him. And in terms of Palace, they tried to give us some fits, you know, trying to fight into the game and grow. But it wasn't so much of a trouble for, for Arsenal to manage. Then Arsenal grabbed control of possession and got into Palace's box and did so much to effect another chance to score. But then now we got another corner. So the corner tally instead growing and we do believe the star of the day again. Big Gabby in for a second goal. At least I'm giving it to him. Well, this is two goals from headers perfectly set up and it was a fine cross from Saka then after Jesus was fouled at the edge of the box and you know and this was now a foul on another set piece and pretty sure they Crystal Palace were full of defensive shields seeing how effective and the executions that we had from our set pieces and it felt like that was the jour of the day but this time it didn't connect as well I didn't expect it to but at least two out of three I'll take it then the last three minutes of the first half from Arsenal was really impressive. The passes, the crosses were without hesitation. I looked for that and I saw it. I loved it. For sure, the crosses inside the box did not connect, but it was the perfect series of plays that kept them in sync and kept them stay on. And Tushar's run was a very good give and go and that I was really happy with. I mean, the the, the formation and how the team played was that standard that they had they created and they kept staying on that defensively the gunners they control the flow of the ball redirecting palace when they had the ball everything back into their own half they tried to build in different situations but in, but didn't really have much time to do anything and that was it for the for halftime start of second half arsenal were playing off the ball give a little room to, to palace when they had the ball and trying to create something and we at least had to show effective our defensive structure playing off the ball and Ryer got his first test early on with a few shots but my goodness it just that was not all Ryer was able to do a lot of great things his long ball to Havertz passed into Jesus and it was like a three on two fast break it was just painful to see that Trissard mistimed an open shot like that was really set up for Jesus that would have been and it, like a wonder goal, the way the whole f thing happened. But then the, the game just continued growing. Palace were playing better in this half, though, so they had a few chances to get possessions and create some movements, and we defended, you know, quite okay, but not so much that was a threat. And they were able to drive forward with a couple of shots. Zinchenko starting up our build-up was the fire to burst us through to make something happen, and... We can see elements of that when we had to now create our own build-up phase and attack. And the only problem, again, was Jesus stacking up the offside calls. It just didn't stop from the first half. And then the next sequence of plays was from a corner that Arsenal were defending. And then Raya grabs the cross and then immediately tosses the ball to Jesus in exactly in the same situation where he had a long cross to Havertz. It was a heads-up play for J Jesus and Trussard to go in sprinting and this time was a 2v1 
Jesus perfectly passed it to Trossard, and this time he did not miss. It was an amazing goal, 3-0. That was incredible counterattack. I mean, the instincts of Jesus and Trossard running off was so in sync and reactive. I'd never seen that before. Again, another good refresher of how the team had in, in improved the way they play and affected their attacking prowess. It was a good situation to kill the game, and, it did, and they did do that. But Palace kept playing on, kept the same shape, in pressing, trying to win the ball in the middle of the park. Arsenal played out from, from the press successfully, and it was a good way to transition and go forward. But Jesus, again, count, you can count as many times as, as I did, was offside, and it just could not get off his body. It just was all he had to deal with for most of his attacking chances. Now it's time to see some changes. Martinelli coming coming in and Smith-Rowe. What a welcome presence to see him for all that he has strived to do to get into this moment. And, you know, the rest of the game was to make it boring, but at least control the tempo and see the game off. And the best person to come in as it went on was Jorginho. And boy, was he just really set up for that. One thing I noticed was one-touch passes a lot more and it kept the game and the attacking flow running. Maybe you might think it could be confirmation bias, but no, I saw those changes and how it really made the team turn and move swiftly. Never mind the last pass that broke in few situations, but those instinctive passes make things flow really well, and I love that. Then we saw another corner turn into a fast break. Martinelli was on the ball, just blazing through towards Palace's box. I mean, this was at least three times from a corner from Arsenal's side stretched all the way down to Palace's box and for this situation with Martinelli three defenders were on him so I'm not sure if he saw Jesus coming in in time to try to you know give him a ball to um, give him that position to pass it off but he just kept driving alone in the box but then he got pushed off and lost his chance that part was not a good look for me so it was now 10 minutes to 90 and Ketia comes in for Jesus and Kivio for Big Gabby as Arsenal were, as they were, continuing to maintain the control of the game. Palace just tried to at least get something out of it, at least score a goal or something. So they didn't let off their press. Quality at which Arsenal danced away from the pressure was just next level because they kept doing it without so much difficulty. So it, it was really good enjoyment for it was a really good look for the team and the test and how they could manage this level of press from the back so kind of felt that when the gunners got the got on the edge of the edge of the box when they cut through the press they were a bit of they just let off a bit of gas in terms of scoring but i you know it could be argued but that's the way i felt a few times which i wondered maybe this is just one of the way they wanted to control the game or put things down at least i saw fewer shots and even though the build-up was there, that was what made me think they had let off a little bit of that gas. Now, at the added time of the minutes past 90, it was a bit of a back and forth with both teams in possession. Not much of sharp plays, and this was how that slow tempo, boring moments of rounding off the game was now looking in play. Suddenly, Nketiah received the ball from Saka, who passed it to Martinelli, and he scored a dagger, just making it 4-0, thinking this was the final whistle that we're going to hear to be blown. But then we got one more goal. It was a superb vision from Jorginho to Martinelli in a quick instance. 
scoring an exactly the same finish. This was now entertainment level, 5-0, and that was the game. So we were fully delighted with 5-0, the display of attacking prowess, and a good, you know, formation that we hadn't seen in in a while from the team so well played game you could tell the freshness showing up in Arsenal's game and their confidence as well so these were my top three standout players first player Zinchenko straight away his past play for an attacking build-up was like the best of what we've seen him do before his link up with Harvard's and Trossard made it so much easier to b- break through Palace's lines while the game was rather open driving forward from deep in our own half happened when Zinchenko had the ball and he was just a threat. So there was no way we could have enjoyed so much of these attack, attacking movements had it not been for Zinchenko. So big ups to him there. Second player, Big Gabby. He showed up offensively and gifted us with a spark with an early goal, giving the team the calm needed to play their style and their gameplay. And he was dominant in set pieces and defensively he was just a bulldog. One of his best games this season so far. Third and final player, Trossard. I think he played with so much awareness and connection with Harvard's that he played with that freedom than his previous games. I like his aggressiveness to shoot the ball and more so reactive in that fast break on the left to bring in Jesus and Odegaard in the final third. It was it was an excellent performance by Trossard. I didn't see anyone play below par for an odd player nomination but bad passes here and there I mean that's just part of what we have to deal with but thankfully it was a few and they were defensively handled so yeah you know a lot of good things from it folks big win three points clean sheet at least I would like to say this on and on for every game now we kick on from here I mean there's going to be a long stretch as the season goes on for the less this second phase of the season I understand with transfer market open, the wish is to hope for someone new. While injuries and potential departures might require an addition, I'm one of many who think that we were that we are restricted by rules, coupled with the fact that the good players aren't available now. So our enter is internal. Players like Smith Rowe should be impactful and get in the game as much as we have been crying out for him and hopefully he's also effective and up to that standard now hoping to say the same for Vieira hopefully he can come in soon and contribute as much as we have hoped for credit to the boys and the team all around I would like for them to remain hungry and ruthless for the rest of the season so we can get something out of it let's all enjoy this win folks and hope for bigger things I'll leave you here for now until then take care